This is where we talk about how we grow both a powerful brand and business and life as well, because everything's connected. Welcome to Brand and Biz Bills. I'm Debbie White. I've spent 30 years in the creative advertising industry, working with Fortune 500 brands, while also being a serial entrepreneur, building several multiple six and seven figure businesses along the way. I'm talking with other powerful women to share insider secrets and insights about building your brand and business. And I don't have time for BS and fluff. You don't either. So let's get to building a powerful brand and business with some real Frank talk. Follow me on Instagram at frankly Deb so we can connect further. Hi everyone. I have a special guest for you guys today. I am here with Chris Williams. Chris Williams is a certified soulful business coach and business acceleration mentor for women. Hey, Chris, thanks for being here. I'm so glad to be here. This is going to be so fun. Yeah, me too. Um, I have so many questions and so many things we could sit and talk about. Um, Chris and I are good friends as well. And I want to, you have a lot of interesting background that I think everyone would really love to hear. And I know I always love to hear from you. Um, I'm going to start by saying, okay, here's the deal. Uh, Chris, you run a very successful coaching business for women, wellness coaches and practitioners. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm cool with throwing out numbers, whatever, cause I want to give people context, but, and we can do that if you want or not, or, or, or do, <laughs> but it wasn't always this way. It was not. No. Okay. Can you tell us? I mean, cause when I've heard the story and y'all, it's one of these stories. It's like, she had nothing. Now she's a freaking rock star. So I mean, really like it, and it just shows what's possible. So can you tell us, tell us how this all started? Oh gosh. Yeah. There's like so many different places I could start. Um, I mean, you weren't always a coach. So, I mean, like, and then, you know, and, and I know yeah. At one point you couldn't even pay your bills. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I couldn't even get home from Florida. I was standing stranded at the gas station with my three boys. I was in the middle of a divorce going through a divorce. So, um, you know, I had been a stay at home mom homeschooling my three boys, 17 years, no job. I basically quit my job to stay home and take care of my kids, which I'm absolutely grateful that I was able to do that. And, and it was amazing and such a fabulous experience. Um, but yeah, I went down to visit my mom and totally miss, I underestimated how much it was going to cost me in gas to get there and back. And, uh, when we were trying to get home, I overspent and like had $25 in my account and that was not even enough for me to get home. So I was like, um, this is never going to happen to me again. (laughs) I will never be in this position again. I will figure out a way to make sure that I am not ever at the position where I can't get home and can't take care of my kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I mean, we can say that's a vulnerable place to be in. I'd say that's a shitty place to be in. And I, I, I have had something kind of similar to that. Uh, I, I didn't like, you know, it wasn't that I couldn't get home. It was that, you know, I was at the time just on the down and outs about, gosh, this was after 2009. And I discovered that my husband sold our car to pay for the rent and he sold it for the cost of the rent. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so, um, so in a way, I mean, we still had a car so I could get somewhere and I think I had enough, but I get you. Like, it's that feeling of like, oh my God, the, the floor is actually being pulled out from underneath me right now. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have control and I, and I might like, can I really take care of my family? That's yeah. really scary to be in that position. Yeah. It, it really was scary. Cause I was like, I mean, luckily I, you know, called my mom and she was able to wire me money immediately into my account so that I could get home. Wow. But, um, but yeah, I uh, honestly had to figure out what it is that I wanted to do, how I was going to take care of my kids. And, um, you know, I could have taken the path of, um, I guess, least resistance going back into the corporate world from which I came. I, um, you know, before I got married, before I had kids, I, you know, yeah. was an account executive and that's actually what brought me down to North Carolina. Um, okay. but I really, yeah. I really decided that I wanted to, um, do what it was that I loved, which was health and wellness. And, um, I decided I wanted to go to massage school. I wanted to pick a career that was allowing me to be what I felt I wanted to do as a healer and go back and give back, but also be able to open my own business so that I could make my own hours and be home for my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Kids. All that flexibility. I get it. Yeah. So how many years ago was this, uh, no gas money episode? Yeah. No gas money in 2012. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So wow. 10 so 10, 10, flash forward 10 years. Mm -hmm. You have enough gas money. I've got more gas money than I need. Yeah. We yeah. just crossed the million dollar mark in November. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's so congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. To go from no money to, I've, you know, sent two kids through school, through college yep. without having to take out a loan. Yep. Basically I've been able to just provide for them and go on vacations. And, you know, we were talking about my recent vacation in Iceland where we got to spend Christmas in Iceland with my boys and they got to be on a glacier and have these, you know, experiences for me is really kind of what lights me up. You know, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with going and buying shoes, but that's just not my thing. My thing is, is experiences. And I love to take my kids and my husband, my, my now husband, <laughs> your now husband, my, my now husband, not now husband is awesome. Yes. No, no, not saying anyone's not, but yes, he's awesome. Uh, I love that. I love that. I'm the same. Like if I'm going to spend money on shoes, it's, it's probably a Birkenstocks. <laughs> something comfortable. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like that's luxurious for me. Uh, I'm, I'm totally with you on the experiences and just, uh, just having the ability to have choices and that sense of freedom is everything. Okay. This leads me to my next question. I think we heard it, but I want you to articulate it for all of us. Cause I love asking people this, like, why do you do what you do? You know, yeah. why, what's it all really about? Cause it's, yeah. yeah. It's about having that freedom and purpose, but what's the drive? Why women? Why, why this specific direction of, you know, of wellness and women and mm -hmm. kind of, yeah. give oh. it, I mean, I'm asking your why right here, right? Yeah. The purpose, yeah. you right. know, my why, but I'm happy to share this. Yeah. Piece you know, my why for women specifically, you know, I think is very, and, um, What's the word I want to use? Entrenched isn't the right word. I have been standing on the shoulders of incredible women 
ancestors that have done some pretty powerful and amazing things, gotten out of toxic relationships. And it is because of the belief systems that they've been able to instill in me that I have felt so passionate about making sure that other women can have the freedom and the sovereignty, not only personally, but financially, like those things go in hand. And, you know, one of the things that I saw, you know, my family go through, you know, my, my mom went through a divorce. My grandmother went through a divorce. My Mm -hmm. grandmother on my dad's side was actually given to a man when he, when she was 15 years old. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. She was, uh, had immigrated over here from Poland with her parents and they did not have enough money uh, to feed all of the children. And so when she was 15, they basically gave her to somebody else. And I can't even imagine at 15 years old being given to somebody, much less she ended up up leaving this person and coming back with two children later. And, you know, that's in the thirties, right? Like when, you, you have oh. no independence, none. Not only do you have no none. personal freedom, but you don't have financial independence at all, right? No. And that's one of the things that I saw between my, my grandmothers and my mom was this lack of financial independence. Well, they had this incredible bravery and courage to get out of relationships that were not helpful or conducive to who they were as human beings in the world. Right. Right. Um, but you know, they, they were lacking this, uh, this financial independence for allowing them to create true, true freedom. I mean, you know, my, my, my grandmother, she ended up uh, working her entire life as an executive secretary. And yet she was one of my, uh, you know, supporters that was always encouraging me taking me on equal rights amendment marches. Um, for women, I was brought up in the community of women that, you know, she was always telling me you can do whatever it is that you want to do. I remember coming home when I was in seventh grade or eighth grade. And and I was like, Oh, I made cheerleading. She's like, what? (laughs) You, the boys should be cheering for you. What do you mean you're a cheerleader? Oh, wow. Um, that's amazing for your grandmother to be doing that. I mean, that's a different era of like, that's amazing. Completely. I mean, and, you know, you and I know that it really wasn't until 1974 that women could even get a credit card without having to have a co-signer. That Can you was, believe that? That's amazing. I only found out about that like 10 years ago. Like, I don't even think I knew that. Like, I had no idea. I was like a kid. Like, I don't know, you know, I no, I cannot believe that. It's, it, you know, so the fact that they were able to do this you know, without, you know, and made those choices, those courageous choices. Right. So, you know, when I went through my, you know, relationship and and needed to go through a divorce, you know, I, I felt like I had seen them make those hard decisions, you know, and, and when my mom did that, we were in poverty too. Like we were literally on food stamps peeps. I remember one time, um, we stopped at this gas station for gas. I don't know what it is with gas stations. Oh, you guys <laughs> That's some gas cans already. At our gas station. <laughs> but they gave us, they gave us a turkey and they were, they told my mom that she won the turkey and she was like, Oh yeah, I never entered anything to win a turkey, but they knew, Yeah, you know, we were customers there that we re- really needed some help. And, um, wow. So I'm just really wanting my, my passion, my why is to help women not only feel empowered within themselves and their personal power, but also to be creating financial wealth 
so that they've got more choice. Yes. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So here's one. Um, what do you think has been the biggest game changer for your business? Wow. Gosh. Um, I know there's so many things. I mean, if you had to, okay. People that are listening to this, the women, you know, sitting in their car, wherever you are listening to this with their headphones or not, you know, they have a business, they see you like, I want that. What's the biggest piece of advice that you would give them? If there was one thing you want every one woman to know. I would say, uh, you know, and this is what I did too, is I saw other people that had what it is that I wanted Mm -hmm. and I learned from them and I watched them and I got information and success leaves clues. That's good. Successful clues. There are successful women out there that are doing it. And I got in their world. Yeah. And how did you do that? How'd you get in their world? Yeah. So, you know, to start off, you know, before I could even afford, you know, to hire somebody to help me, it was simply, you know, following them on Facebook, watching them, listening to them, learning, you know, kind of hearing, you know, you know, following people that I resonated with. It wasn't just like, oh, go do this thing. It was, I saw how this person was showing up in the world. Mm. What she was saying like, you know, not to get woo, but you know, the vibe, you know, for me yep. was, yeah, I, I like what it is she's saying. I like the word she's using. I like the way she's doing it. And I want that too. And so, you know, that, that definitely was something that helped me, but I think even more than that was the belief that it was possible. And that's really where I give so much gratitude and thanks for the women that came before me because I had the belief that I could do it even if I didn't know how. And that's key. You have to take the step even if you don't know how. What, okay, this is, this is really, this is such a good point. I, I too had parents that told me I could do anything that mm-hmm. I believed in. And that's been a game changer. Mm-hmm. I, as you do coach, a lot of women. I know there are women that don't have that in their fabric of family yep. of growing up. What do we tell? I mean, like, what do we tell people if, if they don't even believe they can? Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the work right there. If yeah. you start from, I don't believe that I can, then that is exactly what you will create. You have to find a way you've got to find support. You've got to find a way to shift that belief into, I'm not sure what this is going to look like, but I believe that it's possible. Yes. So surround yourself with other women that believe that it's possible. And that really, you know, I, I've had, I remember, you know, I'm you're, a, you're bringing up a really juicy point. I'm just going to throw away all my other questions. This is gold. Oh. Yeah, gonna, let's, let's dig in, in on like this. That. This is really good. Yeah. I remember one of my friends, and this is when I started my massage therapy practice. And she's like, how did you even just start it, Chris? And I said, I just made the decision that this was what I wanted to do. And I just took the baby steps. So, you know, I went, I'm like, all right, I got my certification. Great. Now what do I do? Well, I want to open up my own place. I don't have enough money to open up a building so I could rent a room. I could rent space. Okay, where can I, who can I ask about renting space? So I reached out to my teachers. I reached out to other massage therapists and they lined me up with space. Okay, great. Now, how do I get a client? So I would ask people and I would just, I believed that it was possible. Yeah. And I just took those next steps. And, you know, honestly, if I had, um, 
if I had waited to figure out from A to Z exactly what to do until I take, took the action, I probably never would have taken the action. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I know this about you. I, I, this is what I call a fast action taker. You are very fast. (laughs) It's easy. We'll have someone will say some golden nugget at a meeting and she's already, I've got the email with the golden nugget in it. By the time I get back to my room or pick up my phone, I'm like, damn, Chris has already put one out with this golden nugget. There's something, we're covering some really important things for anyone wanting to grow a thriving business. This is so gold. One point that you talked about is, and, and we all hear this, but it's so important is pay attention to who you surround yourself with, yep. who is influencing you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I mean, this sucks, but sometimes it's your friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had to like, things have shifted, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Okay. And then the, the biggest thing is that belief system is, is you just, start with baby steps and you do it and you figure it out along the way. Yes. You don't wait to have it all perfect and figured it out. You know, like before yes. you take the first step, it's like, you just step into it. You step on the cock holes, you go, and then you figure it out along the way. Every yes. single successful person I know says this. Amen. It's right? exactly, exactly the way that it happens. I mean, and here's the thing, you know, there's another saying that I have that um, has been true for me when I look back and that is the, how you have to commit first, the, how opens up in the commitment, Yeah. the, how opens up. That means that you have to commit, you have to say, yes, you have to commit to what it is that you decide in order for the, how to even come in the, how is not like all of the hows are not going to come in and tell you exactly what you do. If you're not committed to creating and, and, and in order to be committed, you have to have the belief that it's possible. Absolutely. hundred percent. We think it's the other way around. We think that we have to figure out all of the things first, and then we can confidently take the action. And that just is not the way that it happens. And I think it's, it's, yeah. How do we get this out? I think this is like a huge thing because I'm seeing it over and over again. It's like, if I learn all the steps, then I will. And then I, it's like, it doesn't happen that way. It doesn't. And, you know, you asked me kind of, you know, what were some of the biggest game changers? And I have to say that on the level of belief, in addition to that, it was when I hired my first coach and I, she was a stand for what was possible for me. Yeah even though I didn't know how. And what do I mean by that? Well, you know, I hired her without knowing how I was going to pay her. I literally had a hundred dollars leeway in my checking account when I hired her and I joined a $10,000 program. And at that time I was like, that's more than your mortgage. Like, what are you going to do with this? Right. And I was like, I know I need help. I know I love this person. And how do I do it? And, oh, and I, I remember going back to her two times. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. And she was always a stand for what was possible for me. Mm-hmm. And she said, Chris, let's just take a look at what you can do. Like, let's just talk about how are we going to come up with just the first one's payment? I'm like, okay deep breath. And I'm like, I can do this. I can figure this out. I brainstormed with her. I ended up getting together a small group program that, um, was serving just, you know, five women. Yeah. I think it was 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. There we go. A thousand dollars. My bank account said, no, the circumstance said, no, 
Mm. But because she was a stand for what was possible for me, I stepped into, okay, but how could this work out? Hmm. Maybe I could do this. You know, maybe I could, and I'm like, well, maybe I can just get five people together and there we go. And I have to say that that was worth, that was gold. Like that, that, that was everything right there. Yeah. allows me to see that I am not a victim to circumstance period. No, that you can control. And then isn't that amazing how once you get that breakthrough and you start actually doing that, you took that advice, you did it, mm-hmm. it worked. Mm-hmm. And like, you're like, wait a minute. And I know you talk about this all the time. That was when you started creating abundance. Like you yeah. literally can create it. Like you can, you know, like I've said this myself, like I know how to create money. Yeah. And it's like, that sounds weird, but it's you, you learn Mm-hmm. You don't create it from something just sitting there on the shelf and like, let me double that. You literally go out and you come up with an idea yeah, and then you step into it. I know that sounds a little abstract to a lot of people, but that really is part of being an entrepreneur. It is because what you do is you start looking uh, to the solution. You yeah. start asking yourself, how can I versus telling yourself I can't, I can't because Um, my bank account says no. I can't because my partner won't support me. I can't because so-and-so is going to think I'm wacky, whatever it is. Like there's so many, so many times, you know, we're focused on the, I can't, which is scarcity instead of how could I, like, if I really wanted to do this, how could I, what are some choices that I, that I could do? And I've got a really funny story (laughs) for you about, it has nothing to do with gas stations. Okay. when I was when I was a kid, I got locked out. You know, latchkey kid, right? Locked out. I knew my mom wasn't going to be home for hours. Nobody, none of my neighbors had a key, and I was like, "How the hell am I going to get in my house?" So, you know, I'm like, "All right, I can sit here and just wait for hours on the stoop until my mom gets home, or I can try to figure it out." And that's really, I'm like, "All right, check the windows. Nope, windows are locked. Okay, check the sliding glass doors. There a way that I can jimmy the sliding glass door open, right? Yeah. Nope, that doesn't work. Um, you know, I actually shimmied up, like crawled up to, <laughs> to the to the patio on the second floor to see if <laughs> see if that door was Fast open. Fast action, Chris is on the second <laughs> floor. I'm like, and that surprised me. I couldn't figure it out, and I couldn't get yep. in. I'm like, okay, all right, there's got to be a way. And I looked down and I saw the dog door and I okay see this is interesting to me this would be like one of those interesting psychological studies if you gave everyone you are locked out of your house what do you do and just to see what people would do um I actually got locked this is <laughs> I got locked inside my house Oh no! You didn't. <laughs> when my, my parents would go away for the weekend and go sailing, I was in high school and I think it was my senior year and I got locked inside my bathroom. <laughs> it was like a Jack and Jill. And I got locked in where the shower is in the middle of our house. And I had a brand new friend. Like I had just made this new friend and we were going to go out for dinner and meet some girlfriends out, you know, on a Friday night. And <laughs> I knew she was going to be, I didn't know exactly what time it was, but I'd been, I was kind of freaking out. I'd been in this locked shower room for about an hour at this point, naked. And I was like, I got to get out of here. I can't spend the whole weekend naked in this time. I'm going to die. I'm not going to die. There's like water. I was like thinking and planning, but like this was, <laughs> you know, there's no windows, nothing. Yeah. And so I knew she'd be coming over. And so I just started screaming like, 
I mean, like a banshee, like crazy screaming, screaming. And I heard her. And then I was like communicating through like two doors, like, you know, what she shimmied up a tiny <laughs> window above the kitchen sink and somehow got in my house wow. and I locked it and there I am naked, but it's like, I will not, I will find a way. I, I don't know. I was going to find a way, but it's yes. that interesting drive. And I think we all have that. I, I really think humans just have that drive. It's a drive of survival. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you, you can't, you can't, an entrepreneur, I think has to have the drive and they have to be a fast action taker. Like there's certain traits mm-hmm. um, and you can't give up. Nope. It's the resilience and endurance, right? It's yeah. that resilience that even if something doesn't go the way that you think it should go, yeah. you have a belief that it's working out for you and you yeah. just continue to try something else. Right. I mean, that's what we do as entrepreneurs. It's all a huge experiment, right? We talk about that even in our mastermind of it's all a big, huge experiment. How does that make people feel on the other side? <laughs> it's true though. Well, okay, it so. works, right? The more right. decisions, like talk, you know about the decisions, right? The more decisions we make, the more they're, they're going to come through, right? If we make 10 decisions and only five work, or we make a hundred decisions and 50 work. Make more decisions, make more decisions. The more decisions you make, the more successful you will be. Yep. It's the indecisiveness mm-hmm. that's a killer in this, in, you know, having your own business, mm-hmm. right? You just got to, you know, Yep. yeah, you got to move it, do it, move on. Yeah. On to the next one, onto the next one. And there will be mistakes and you mm-hmm. will fall flat on your face Absolutely. and not everything is a success mm-hmm. even now, right? Even now, have even you had now. some failures in the last year? Oh Yeah. Yeah. People are like, what? No. Chris, $1 million Chris, you know, whatever million dollar Chris has had a failure. Yes. And, and, you know, the thing with failure though, and you know this because we work with an amazing mindset coach, but there's always something golden that comes out of something that doesn't work the way that you think it should. Yeah. You know, I, you know, last October, you know, we didn't fill the, the program that we had offered and it was a really hard, um, hard thing because, you know, of course our brain is going to go in multiple directions. My business is broken. What's going on? How do I fix this? And honestly, what came out of that was I needed that time to reassess and decide what was truly in alignment with me. How do I want to go forward? And it allowed me to make some pivotal business decisions that, you know, where I increased pricing and I, you know, shifted some things in my program and the next time we filled it. Wow. had that not happened, I would not have been looking at the, the things right. that you to shift. So seeing it as feedback instead of failure, I think is, is oh, I love that. I, I just want to say that again, seeing, I mean, because a lot of people would have taken, like I bombed, I bombed a launch. I bombed a, a, you know, a new, whatever you're offering out there, your new, you know, collection launch, whatever. Okay. I'm going to roll this thing up and like, you know, screw it. Yeah. You're like, no, that was interesting. I'm going to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And you even uh, notched it up a, another couple notches. I'm like, yeah. okay, right? Like it's yeah. interesting information. And I think that too, all of these things, you're li- literally listening to the traits of, of someone that's very successful. And this is these traits we hear over and over again. And it's interesting just to, to hear how these different minds work and how, how we all process things. I think yeah. it's fascinating as business as business women yeah. and really encouraging other 
you know, women out there to listen to this and say, we don't get this stuff right out the gate. It, you know, it's, it takes time. Uh, and then one last question for you. Is it easy being an entrepreneur? <laughs> <laughs> truth, truth. Hell no, it's not easy. No, but it's, it's not. And I wouldn't choose something else. I love <laughs> What's wrong with us? Is it easy? No, but it's it allows me to choose things that are in alignment with what brings me joy. So, you know, look, easy doesn't always, you know, is anything easy that's really valuable? You know, I'm not, it, it also is not always hard either. So let me just say that. Right. No, no, I, yes, it's not always that, hard. That it's are, not always hard. Yeah. It's not always hard. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to always be hard either. No, there no, are pieces doesn't. of it that are absolutely joyful and easy. And there yeah. are pieces of it that I have to learn and evolve and grow through. And sometimes it's uncomfortable to do that. Yes. Um, but it is always and has always been worth it for me to have, you know, the freedom to do what it is that I want to do now and to have the impact in the world that I want to have to show other women that this is possible for them too. You got it. That's see, that's everything for me. It makes everything worth it. Um, and you just nailed, I mean, me too. Is it hard? Yes. It, 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 all of that. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. To everything you just said. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. This just flew by so fast. Um, where can people find you? How can we like find out what's happening with Chris Williams? Oh, awesome. Yes. Please come find me. Um, I'm on Facebook. That is, I really hang out the majority of the time Facebook. on Facebook. Facebook's your I place. have an amazing community. It's called the abundant and empowered feminine leaders. And that is a group that people are more than welcome to join. Um, and you could also find me on my website. It's shineabundancenow.com. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much. You. So I love having you with you. you. Okay. I will see you soon. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Brandon Bisbills with your host, Debbie White. Visit franklydeb.com where you can connect with us and join our free Facebook community where all the brand action happens. And I love hanging out on Instagram. So follow me there at Frankly Deb. And join us next time for another episode of Brand and Bills. Let's get real on women growing powerful brands.